Welcome back to the Teen Challenger Southern California podcast. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about a 24-7 prayer and help referral line that Teen Challenger Southern California just launched. No matter what your need is, if you're anxious or worried or stressed, you can call anytime, any day, and a Teen Challenge staff member is there to pray with you. The number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that number is 888-520-0620. We're so glad that you've chosen our podcast today. We know that there's thousands of podcasts that you could be listening to, and you've chosen to listen to ours, and we thank you for that. Up next in this series are the brand new sessions, fresh off the press from our very first Spiritual Emphasis Online. Normally, this is an event that Teen Challenger Southern California hosts yearly at our headquarters in Riverside, where all of our staff and students gather under a tent for three or four days of powerful worship and teaching. But because of what's going on in our world right now, we decided to take the event online and make it a completely virtual event. And what a week it was. We invited the Teen Challenge Centers from around the globe to participate with us. And it was just such a spirit-filled, powerful, life-changing week. We had messages from Don Wilkerson, Jim Cimbala, Nikki Cruz, Gary Wilkerson, and many, many more. Lives were changed forever. Get ready to be blessed today, everybody. You're gonna hear a great message from Pastor Kevin Brown of Side by Side Church International in Orange County. One last thing, if you're blessed by these podcasts, don't be shy to tell your friends and family about them. We encourage you to do so. As you listen to these sessions, our prayer is that you would sense God's presence, that you would hear his voice. And most of all, we hope that you're encouraged in the Lord today through these podcasts. Remember to subscribe today to our podcast if you haven't already done it. Be encouraged today. Well, thank you very much for inviting me to uh, Teen Challenge Spiritual Emphasis. I'm excited about this opportunity to minister to you. And uh, I miss you guys. I, I, I miss uh, seeing you in person at the Spiritual Emphasis twice a year. But uh, hey, you know what? God has just given us a new way of doing spiritual emphasis. So let's take full advantage of it. And let's go ahead and get right into it. Because I'm seeing today that God is doing this incredible thing. And what the enemy has meant for destruction, God is turning around for good. And not only is God turning it around for good, He's turning it around for good through Teen Challenge. Whether it's Teen Challenge here in the United States or internationally. God is just doing such an incredible thing right now. And we have this opportunity. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity as Christians to face something like this and bring out the, the, the gospel, bring out the message of hope, the message of peace. And that's exactly what our, our scripture is today. He is Lord of all. He's Lord of everything. Amen. But he's only Lord of what we allow him to be Lord of. That's you have to understand that he is Lord of everything. But if we don't give him that place in our life, then he's not Lord over it. I know in my own, uh, prior to becoming a Christian, my addiction, I didn't give him Lord in that area. He wasn't Lord in that area of my life. But once I gave it over to him and he was Lord of that area, that area was wiped out. Amen. So I know I'm, 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 I'm hitting this good today. I know that God's going to encourage you. God's going to bless you. But we have to apply his word. So thank you, Teen Challenge, again for allowing me to be here. Your scripture today, Acts 10, 36, it says this, and I want to break it down just very briefly because it has some really important things to understand. As members of Teen Challenge, as the body of Christ, this is what God is saying in verse 36 of Acts 10. 
God sent his word to the Jewish people first, announcing the wonderful news of hope and peace. And that's what we have. We have an incredible message of hope and peace that when we reach out to people who are in broken circumstances, they need hope and they need peace. And we are the only people, listen to that, as Christians, we are the only people that can give them exactly what they need. Nobody else can do that. The psychologists, the psychiatrists, pharmaceutical drugs, nothing else can give that to them. Only you and I, as a born-again, spirit-filled Christian, can give them the hope and peace that they need. But watch what it says. It says, the, the, announcing the wonderful news of hope and peace through Jesus, the Anointed One, the Lord of all. Understand today that Jesus, Jesus, the Anointed One. So Christ, Jesus Christ, Christ means Anointed One. That was His title. Um, you, when, when you and I, that's not his last name, Jesus Christ, is Jesus the Anointed One. And now I want to show you in verse 38, staying with our same theme here of hope and peace through Jesus the Anointed One. Why? Because he's Lord of all. And in verse 38 it says, Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with great power and did wonderful things for others and divinely healed all. Listen to that. He divinely healed all who were under the tyranny of the devil. Why? For God had anointed him. When you became a Christian, you became filled with the Spirit of God. You have an anointing on your life. Amen. It doesn't matter how long you've been born again. It doesn't matter. Um, the, 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 the natural circumstances do not matter. What matters is understanding that you are born again and you have been anointed by God. It's the same Holy Spirit that God put upon Jesus. That same Holy Spirit is now living, operating and manifesting through you. And why did he do that? What happened when, when the Holy Spirit, uh, I'm sorry, what happened when Jesus was anointed by God with, with the Holy Spirit and great power? It says in verse 38, he did wonderful things for others and healed all who were under the tyranny of the devil, for God had anointed him. That's our mission. Amen. That's our mission here in the United States, in Africa, in Russia, in Romania, all over the world. Wherever there's a teen challenge or wherever you go as a Christian, God has put an anointing on your life. Don't wait for it. It's already there. The anointing's already there. You have to learn how to... Um, develop it. You have to learn how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. But you have the Holy Spirit. We don't need to keep praying for Holy Spirit anointing. You have the Holy Spirit. And when you have the Holy Spirit, you can divinely, through the Holy Spirit, start healing people. People can be healed through you as the Holy Spirit ministers through you. Amen. You're not doing the healing. The Holy Spirit's doing the healing. Amen. Now watch this. People often say, well, I don't feel anointed. I don't understand about anointing. Look at this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 27. It says, you are the body of the anointed one. So we are the body of Christ. Nothing can change that. Amen. That can never be changed. Nothing can keep us apart because we are the body of Christ. We already are that. Amen. And it says, you are the body of the anointed one. And each of you is unique and a vital part of it. 
we need you. <laughs> we need you to be doing exactly what God called you to do. Whether you're on the praise and worship team, whether you're in the videography department, whether you're a pastor, teacher, whatever function you operate in, we need that function. Amen. One's not more important than the other, but we need to learn how to work together. They call it collaboration, right? We need to work together as the body because when you're born again, anointed with the Holy Spirit by God, you are a member of the body of Christ and you are a very unique and vital part of that body. And then I want to show you this in 2 Corinthians 1, 20 and 21. It says, for all the promises of God, you know this scripture, but listen to what it says. For all the promises of God in Jesus Christ are yes, and in Jesus Christ they are amen to the glory of God through us. But now watch what verse 21 says. Now he who has established us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. So you are anointed and you are the body of Christ. Amen. And because you are the body of Christ, remember we talked about this at the beginning. Jesus is Lord over all. Because Jesus is Lord over all and you're the body of Jesus. Come on. Now you and, and when you walk into an area, when you show up on the scene, the Jesus in you is Lord over all that situation. Understand that when you go into a situation, when you go to a location, when you are confronted with with uh, prior court cases, when you're co uh, confronted with probation and parole issues, when you're confronted with open court cases, He's Lord over that if you allow him to be Lord over that because you're a member of the body of Christ. Amen. And so you don't have to be afraid anymore. I remember the, the liberty I had when God delivered me from pornography and alcohol. I remember the liberty I had for the first time in my, since I was 11 years old. Because that's when I started doing pornography at 11. And then I started doing alcohol at 14. And so those things just kept going with me all through my life. I was never free. I was always afraid someone was going to find out about the pornography. I was, and, and as I got older, I was in the SWAT team, and I had all these accolades in the natural. But on the inside, man, I was, uh, I was so afraid someone was going to find out. But when God delivered me from that, when God set me free, when, when God allowed me to become a member of the body of Christ, when I understood that I was significant in the body of Christ, just because of Him, not because of me, but because of Him, when I understood that He had anointed my life to move mountains, to heal the sick, to cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils, when I understood all that, that all began to become so real to me. I had a liberty. And I had a peace. And that's the exact thing that we're talking about here, isn't it? It said before when we were talking about, we have the wonderful news of hope and peace through the anointed one, Jesus Christ, who is Lord over all. And so you have that liberty today. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to be afraid. I know many people that in the world, they, be, they receive sexually transmitted diseases, or they call them STIs now, sexually transmitted infections. But you know what? You become a new creation in Christ Jesus. I cannot tell you how many people that God's given me the privilege to lay hands on and they were all healed of those, those STIs. All of them. They were healed instantly. Men and women and children in Africa being healed of AIDS, HIV, gone, wiped out. A blood test that said they had it, a blood test that said it was gone. I'm not talking about a faith healing like, oh, I'm, I by faith I receive it. I'm talking about manifestations. Amen. This is what we're called to do. 
Whether you do it through the videography department, you're a part of it that way, or you're a part of it through the praise and worship team, or you're a part of it through the helps ministry, man, you are, you are vital, you are unique, and you are important, and we need you. You're a member of the body of Christ, amen? And you have an anointing on your life. Now I want to give you just a couple of examples, some things that, that God's uh, just really blessed my life. And they're milestones. And, and I think it's very important when you, have a, when you reach a milestone in your life that, that God does something so significant that you record that. You journal, they call it journaling. You write it down so that you can go back to it. And, and I want to share about how we first started, our ministry first started here in Santa Ana. There was an area in, our, in this city of Santa Ana that nobody would go to. When I say nobody, I mean social service organizations. They wouldn't send their people there to work with the community. It was just too dangerous. People were getting shot left and right. There was uh, robberies going on. It was, it was a lot of drug dealing. It was totally out of control. And if I said the name of the street, a lot of you who were from Santa Ana or maybe even just Orange County or L.A. County, you would know what I'm talking about. But, but I don't see it that way anymore. God's changed it. Amen. And so what we did was on Sundays, I'll think about this. We have a very, by design, we have a very small group of people that meet on Sundays. That's by design, amen. And uh, a quarter of them each Sunday, a quarter of them would go to that street during church service. So when we were doing church, a quarter of them, 25%, would go to that area and just minister to the people. They would minister to the gang member, they'd minister to drug dealers, pick, people picking up. They administer, just be there, just be a presence. Begin to take that thing back. Begin to, re, to, to re, 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 make the devil give up what he had stolen, amen? And so we did that, and we did that for a season. And then eventually we rented an apartment. You know, if you want to really change your community, you've got to be in the community. It's not just a, you got to you know, come there once a week and do something. You've got to go live in the community. And here's what the milestone. What happened was, I was talking with two young men. They weren't gang members. They looked like gang members, but they were not gang members. I knew them. They were not gang members. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw these two coming up. And one was an OG and one was a youngster. And the youngster looked really super nervous. He's about 14 years old. And he got about 10 feet from us. He reached into his waist. And he pulled out a gun. And he put it and pointed at these two young men who I was talking to. And he wanted to know where they were from. So I know as a cop, that's, there's going to be a shooting. And so I just stepped in front of the gun. And I had a gun on me in my waistband. I could have killed this guy like that. I could have taken this little kid out, no problem. But that's not what God sent me there to do. He didn't send me there to kill gang members. He sent me there to be a light, to be a message of hope, to be a message of, of um, an, an availability to get out of this craziness that these children were, these young people were caught in. And so when I stood in front of the gun, the OG whispered to the younger guy, like, I don't know what's up with this white guy, but we need to get out of here. And so they split. They actually ran away from us. Think about that. They had a gun. They had it out. I wasn't brandishing my gun. I didn't go from nothing like that. And they ran away from myself and these two young men. That was a milestone because many people in the community saw that. It was daytime. They saw it happen. And that went through the community. And that gave us credibility. That gave us street creds, right? It gave us credibility in the community. They knew we were serious. They knew we weren't going away. We were there. We were staying until that community was changed. Amen. And this is six, seven years ago. And that whole community has been totally transformed. And there's now social service people going in there. There's a ton of resources now going into that location. I'm sharing that with you because I believe where you're at today, 
whether you're international or you're here locally or, or nationally in the United States. There are areas that God has targeted. He wants you to target. In other words, He wants you to emphasis, put an emphasis on taking the anointing that's in your life, going into those communities, healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, cast out devils, doing all the things that the Bible says we're supposed to do. Amen? And, and I think that when, as you do that, you're going to see such a transformation. It's not because of the police. Thank God for the police. It's not because of the city. Thank God for the city officials. It's going to be because Teen Challenge, the anointing that's on Teen Challenge, went into that community, went into that situation, and transformed it for God's glory. Amen? That's what I, I see is going to happen. And I want to encourage you with that. I want to share one more thing about communities. There was a community here in Santa Ana that had been on the radar for, man, 25, 30 years. It was out of control. And it was this, just this one section of the community. And so we would go into that community on Saturdays and Friday nights, and we would just do outreach to the people, specifically targeting the gang members, the people who were causing, the spirit that was controlling those people. We would, we would uh, target those, those people. And so what happened was um, people get, began to get free. People began to get like, hey, there is a different way. And then we actually moved our Sunday service into the community center of that community. And they actually gave it to us. They let us use it for no charge. And so we went in, we started doing different programs with the kids. We brought in, and it took a while, but we brought in resources for employment. But the people who had the resources for employment, they did not want to come there. Uh, and, and I would tell them, look, when you, when you arrive, because the, the parking was really uh, difficult, and I would say to them, hey, when you arrived, if there's a young man there, 16, 17 years old with a shaved head, and he says he's going to valet your car for you, don't give him the keys because we don't have any valet parking going on. Amen. So that's, I mean, it was, just, it was that kind of community. You had to, when the people were coming, you got to let them know, hey, this is how you got to do things in order to stay safe in this community. Amen. And so that began to happen. And then these kids, these young kids began to get jobs. And then the, the, the moms uh, the young moms, single moms, you know, 16, 17, 15 years old, they had babies. We were able to supply diapers for them uh, with no charge. And just all these different resources, God started bringing all this stuff in. And now that community, pff, totally transformed. And there's, and there's resources in those communities now. Amen. The last thing I want to leave you with, and, and I'm talking about the message of hope and peace. The message of hope and peace because he's Lord over all. Amen. And, and because you're a member of the body of Christ, he's Lord over your life. And because he's Lord over your life, when you go into a situation, you take that anointing with you. Uh, the powers of darkness have to obey what you're speaking when you speak the word of God. When you speak the word of God, the powers of darkness have to obey that. They have no choice. And I want to give you just two really quick examples. Um, Last year in 2019, I was in Khartoum, Sudan for the first time. And we had four days of conference and, and just really built up these Christian pastors. And on the fifth day, uh, all hell broke loose. Uh, I mean, literally, all hell broke loose. The government released these soldiers. They were murdering people in the streets, shooting them. Um, I was in my hotel. And if you ever travel internationally, um, I never stay at a four or five star hotel because as terrorists, that's the first place they're going to hit. So I don't stay in the four and five star hotels because, again, I know that's how terrorists work. That's what they target. So I'm right there at the two and three, not even a three, usually a two or a no star hotel. I'm very comfortable there. 
Um, I don't take, take up a lot of room. I can squat to go to the bathroom. I don't need a toilet. Uh, I can eat rice all day long. So I don't need all those luxuries, amen? Just give me some water for a few days and I'm good to go. So um, I was in this hotel and um, I heard shots. And, and, I, and I know from working different terrorist um, activities throughout the world that that is a, what we call a distraction. And they use a small explosion or they use shots being fired to bring people to windows or bring people outside. And then they detonate a, what we call a V-bid, a vehicle-borne IED or some type of uh, IED explosion which kills a lot of people or, or maims people. So I didn't go to my window right away, but I did hear the shots. Uh, so I took my laptop, which I had, and I just lifted it up, put it in front of the window, and then I looked over it to see what was going on. And there were soldiers shooting at a mom. Okay? This woman, this is in, this is in Khartoum. She, there, there's a woman about 24, 23 years old, and she's trying to pull her kid, who's about two or three. She's trying to pull him up so she can get him while she's running, and they're shooting at her. And you can see, the, but the bullets are hitting the wall behind her and blowing up and the concrete, because it's AK-47s. And so I'm going to run downstairs to, to help her, but the people at the hotel who work there, they go, you can't go outside because look what's going on. And I didn't know the extent of what was going on. But when I got outside, the woman was gone. So I knew she didn't get hit or anything. But then I went back upstairs to the roof and I looked out and the whole, it seemed like, the whole city was on fire. Smoke was billowing from everywhere. They were burning tires in the streets. It, it was out of control. It was crazy. It was crazy. But God showed me the four days, the four days of teaching these Christian men and women about the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the message of hope, amen, the message of peace that I was sent there to teach was manifesting in the natural with all these explosions and all these shootings and all these murders taking place. And, and normally what would happen is that when the soldiers would kill the citizens, they would throw them in the water and the current would, would, would take the people away. Well, this time, when they threw the people in the water, two days later, the bodies weren't gone. They were still right there in the water. And they recovered 60 bodies just right there at the um, flashpoint. And so that began a, a, an international outcry of all the injustice and all these things. So that brought, what I'm saying is that brought transformation to Khartoum. And we're still seeing that today. Now they have a, a government made up of different people, including Christians, amen, which is unheard of. It's unheard of. And the last thing I'll leave you with is Eritrea. We have what we do call, what we call ghost missions. Khartoum was a ghost mission. My last ghost mission was earlier this year, uh, right as the pandemic was beginning. And, but I got out of the country, praise God, and um, I went to Eritrea. The reason I went to Eritrea is the sixth most uh, Christian persecuted country in the world. Number six in the whole wide world. And it's just this very small little area, uh, according to Open Doors Ministry. And the reason is because they want people to um, turn in Christians to the government. And then when you get arrested, there's no court or anything, they imprison you in a container, a shipping container. That's where you are at. So you can imagine what that's like. It's just total injustice. It's, it's very wrong. But I had a chance to go there. And I was taking men and women Christians. And I was secretly, or covertly better said, covertly teaching them how to go around all the government facilities because it's all locked into one area. The government buildings are all in one specific area in the capital. 
And I took them and showed them how to do prayer journeys, how to walk around that and bring down the powers of darkness in those areas. And they've been doing it at great risk to themselves. And I remember the first time I went to meet with them and, and they would say, okay, take a taxi, but you got to get out of this place. Go in, there's going to be a, a restaurant, go in the front door, but come out the back, there'll be another taxi waiting for you. I had to go through all these different steps to get to where the meeting was because they know that people are ratting people out. I shouldn't say ratting, that people are snitching on each other. Probably shouldn't say snitching either, but you know my, my point, amen? And, and, the, and, and the, so I had to go through all these different steps. But finally, I got to the place and we were able to minister. It was a powerful, powerful time. Holy Spirit filled these, these people. And then I had to teach them how to covertly now go out and do what God wanted to have done. Amen. It's not always about rah, rah, rah and PA systems. Sometimes you just got to go in really quiet, do the destruction that needs to be done in prayer, and then come on back out again and get ready for the next ghost mission. Amen. I want to take this time right now and I just want to minister to you. I know we're doing this virtually, but I know that this message has God's anointing on it. You and I have been given the message of hope and peace through Jesus, the anointed one. And he is Lord over all. And because he's Lord over all, when you go in somewhere, you're Lord, you are Lord over all as well. So I'm speaking right now to anyone who needs healing, anyone who... who, who um, needs clarification on what God is saying to you, just stand up right where you're at. You don't need to get out of your seat, but just stand up. If you can't stand up, then just sit right there and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. Father, in Jesus' name, I speak directly to the man, to the woman, to the leader, to the new Christian. I speak to these men and women, Father God, that they are vital and they are needed, Father. And I thank you, Lord, that as they trust you, as they open up their spirit man to receive the anointing that you have for their life, Father God, that they would be empowered as never before and they would be motivated as never before and they would have pinpoint accuracy as never before in the things that you are showing them. And I declare in the name of Jesus Christ the powers of darkness over the entire world, every, every location that's watching this, you are a defeated foe. You will always be defeated. You will have no victory through Teen Challenge. In fact, Teen Challenge will continue to make a shamble out of your work, Satan. And all powers of darkness, you've been defeated for over 2,000 years. And these men and women are filled fresh today. These men and women are filled with an anointing to the very tip top of their bodies in the name of Jesus. And that they walk in that anointing with humility, but with power in clear demonstration of who Jesus Christ really is. And so, Father, I thank you right now that as you have done this, it honors you, it glorifies you, and it proves that you are Lord of all. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. If you have an opportunity to let me know some praise reports, I'd love to get them back if you can. Um, but just the, the important thing here today is, though, you understand you've been given the authority to be a messenger of peace and hope. And you're filled with the same Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ had. And he's Lord over, Lord over all. Thanks for choosing the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, do it today. It's easy. Go to wherever you get your podcasts, click on our icon and hit subscribe. 
A new podcast filled with godly encouragement, spiritual instruction, and teaching comes out every week. God bless you today.